Man, it's so funny, man. You sitting there getting all, you know, prepped and purdy and everything for the pod, you know. You know, I was just like, damn, you know, I'm jealous. Get like, my yeah, makeup on. Get your makeup on. Get my makeup on. Got, look, look like you've been doing your push-ups. You know, you got your little tank top I'm on. I'm trying there. to. Yeah, you I'm know, trying I see, to, man. I see you out here. You're glistening. You're shining. It's a warrior, man. I can tell when the nigga shining. You look like much. Yeah. Hey, it's a warrior. you bro. I know you good right. for it. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever you happen to be checking this podcast, this is GH2, BKA, Dr. Gas Man, BKA, George H. Hardy II, just in case your mama don't know me. I'm today, I'm joined by my favorite podcaster, favorite executive producer, favorite CEO, Kmart. What's happening? Rest in peace, Kobe and Nip. That's off the rip. All right. Amen. So check this out. Doing, man. Check this out, check this out, check this out. So we're going to go ahead and start with, uh, but first, before we even get into the rant, man, how you doing? Man, like, everything going great, man. Every, we're getting close to summer, man. Woo! Sundress season. Summer's coming real soon. I'm going to need a verse. Hey. Hey, man, look. Hey man, look, God hey. bless you. Man, you know what? I, you know what? This is one thing I know about living in South Florida. South Florida is sundress <laughs> season. Thank God. Um, I'll never go to a strip club ever again a day in my life um, because it's free out here in these streets. All right. Um, <laughs> also, also, second thing, I'm gonna tell y'all, it is summertime coming, man. I thank God I'm about to have my little ones for the summer. So that's gonna always be fun. So we're gonna try to plan something real fun and different things like that. But with that being said, let's go and get to the rant. Ken, you wanna you wanna jump us off? Um, hey, why not? So I'm gonna be 100 percent real with y'all, right? So check it out, right? Pop always say, I try to give you a game, niggas ain't listening. Stuck in position. You can't stand the heat, get the fuck out of the kitchen, right? So with that being said, I'm tired of being honest. I'm tired of telling y'all what's up and being, you know, being being real with y'all on the pod only for somebody else to get on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or whatever and say the same exact thing and get, you know, all these amens. Pointless. It's, 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 it's worthless. Embracement brings engagement. So, hey, I give y'all exactly what y'all want. The real raw unfiltered, the real foolishness. So that way, you know, it is what it is. If you want to learn, we're going to talk by girls. We'll, we'll make that the way you can actually try to learn a little bit. But even, even still in that, you know, you can't teach the people that don't want to be taught. So I'm going to give it to you real. I'm going to give it to you raw and unfiltered. I'm going to give it to you where, you know, your mom and your daddy should have gave it to you. So that way it'll make sense to you because you grown. So I'm going to talk to you like you grown. That's all I got. Man, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm going to slide into my rant off that. And my rant is, um, so I have, so this is the thing, right? I got like multiple rants but I'm going to try to be real strategic about this, right? Because some people who know me and they listen to the pod, they literally be like, that was about me. And, and if you listen to this pod and you probably think this pod is about you, don't you, don't you, don't you. It ain't, it ain't. But if you a hit dog, bitch, go ahead and holler. All right, let's go ahead and get with it. So here go my rant. My rant is this, um, if I make a willing, and, I'm, and if I am, and if I choose to participate 
in anything, understand that I've already counted the cost. So one of the things I learned from uh, one of my mentors, Jesse L. Nightingale Sr., RIP, he used to say, you got to count the cost. Make sure you count the cost before you jump out in that deep water. So whatever it is you do, you make sure you count the cost. But sometimes when people are communicating with us, they don't understand that we already counted the cost and they can't play with us. Because, because a person who's counted the cost, you got to understand that they've already taken into account things that you're not even prepared for them to say that they already know. So what I want to tell you is, if somebody tells you they counted the cost, understand that that person is a very dangerous person because there's things that they have already taken into account that you might not be prepared to deal with. That's all I got because really, honestly, it's a best practice I'm just trying to give you on today. May God be a blessing to your soul and keep God with you. Can't seem to surprise if I told you already beforehand. All right, let's go ahead and get into these topics, man. So look, I'm going to tell y'all this. This podcast is dedicated to all the men that have the privilege not to hold their daddy's last name. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Um, this is a better living podcast. This is a, this is a podcast. This is a self-improvement podcast. Um, this, is, this is Tony Gaskins. This is, this is, this is for you. This is, this is enrichment for your soul, right? Um, so this is what I wanted to talk about, right? So I got homegirls. You know, I got a whole bunch of homegirls, right? And, um, and when I say I got homegirls, I don't mean that in like, a, I, used to, I used to have sex with them and they're, they're just around. I mean, like, I got homegirls. I got genuine homegirls. And I only make that clarification just in case y'all think I'm a slower still. I used to be a slower. God bless America. So... One of the things that I was having a great conversation with my homegirls about, they was talking about the fact that, you know, because of social media, men believe that, well, of course, social media gives more accessibility for you to holler at any woman. And, and, and I thank God for creating Instagram for an old weary soul like me. You know, this old center right here, you could take my hand and we can go into the metaverse and I can meet you. I can date you, all that other good stuff, no matter where you live in the world. But at the same time, with the access it gives you, you also have to be prepared for the rejection that you might receive. And what I've learned is talking to my homegirls is men don't, we don't do a good job of dealing with rejection. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you, fellas. You know, when it comes to these young ladies, if they reject you, I'm going to say this respectfully, ladies, so what? So what? I'm going to tell y'all some secrets and some facts to life. Now, men, I understand we are lonely a lot of times because we're lonely a lot of times because it depends on what stage we're in in life, right? So if we're in the playboy stage in life, we're lonely because we don't want to be attached and we just want to um, fuck on people's daughters. Just being totally honest, right? If we're in the, if we're in the um, monogamy stage of our life, 
we're lonely because we just don't want to date everybody. We understand our value. We understand what we're willing to offer to a young woman. So we're lonely until we find that person that we're willing to deal with. And then there's a third, there's a third part, part, there's a third portion. And that third portion is you just the L7. Like nobody wants your ass. And you just better be happy for when you find the day of a woman just decides to give you a piece of pussy. Now, I'm gonna tell y'all some secrets, man. There's nothing wrong with being any three of those guys. But one thing about being one of those guys is you got to understand that each one of those guys has to understand that there will be rejection that's going to come along the way. Now, the L7, he's used to taking rejection. And the L7, the L7, look, at one point in my life, I felt like I was an L7. Like, I, I got rejected a lot. And to the point where I didn't care. Like, I was that dude that could go to the club. I can, three women can reject me back to back and all the women can see me being rejected. I'm still going to keep shooting. RIP to Kobe. Mamba mentality. So what I learned is you got to keep shooting, right? (laughs) But what happens is a lot of times is when dudes are rejected by the female they really want, then they get get entitled. So then you, you start to do dumb things like you spend money. Don't become a trick. I'm going to tell you this, fellas. If she don't give you the attention you want, don't become a trick for her, like, bro, because it ain't going to be that. Because once a trick, always a trick. That's what my mama told me. My mama told me that. So what you have to he understand... You, you can buy pussy, you can't pay for it. Say that again one more time for the church. You can buy pussy, but you can't pay for it. You're right about that. Uh, I think that's a Kmart original. But, <laughs> but with, with that being said... I think that a lot of times men, we get in this place of, because I'm going to tell you this, if you trick on a girl, if you trick it on a girl and you think that tricking on her is going to elevate it to a relationship, no, you are creating a transactional relationship, right? So with that, ladies, I'm going to tell y'all this, if you create a transactional relationship with any man, there is some form of ownership that he will feel to you. He's going to feel at some level, I own you. And if he feels at some level he owns you, what do you think is going to happen the moment that you really reject him to try to move on? All hell is going to break loose. Myron from the Players Club. Exactly. You owe me. Please, just a piece of pussy. That or Junior. That or he's going to turn into Junior from the Players Club. And she so, just came in advance. That's it. <laughs> so, ladies, so, so one, you need to know the type of dude you're dealing with, right? And you have to understand, even in like, so ladies, this is what I'm going to say. It is not your responsibility to have to cater to men's ego when you reject them. Now, all I'm going to ask is that you are respectful in your rejection. Fellas, what I'm going to tell you is you're not entitled to any woman. You're not entitled to her vagina, her throat, none of that. You're not entitled to her just because you spend money on her. You're not entitled to her just because she entertains you in her DMs. And social media gives some of y'all this like false sense of entitlement. And it also helps a lot of y'all who got real low self-esteem because women, some of y'all will entertain a dude in your DMs with no intention of ever, of, of nothing being more than just a pen pal with him. The problem with that is 
The problem with that is he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that you're entertaining him. Just a small point, I'm gonna tell you ladies, if you're not interested in a guy and he is not presenting friendship of any kind, he's only offering dick. Um, and by dick, I mean, he's talking about going on dates. Lady, if he's taking you on a date, he's offering dick. I just wanna help y'all out, um, just in case you're naive. So what you really have to make sure that you're doing is don't, don't, don't open up that DM. Or, 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 turn the Wi-Fi off, boom, drop the phone into airplane mode, boom, and then enter, open that DM and read it if, if you really know it. Or just be like me and swipe, swipe left and delete it. But the reason why I'm going to tell you to do that is because you don't want to create any type of entitlement. Because sometimes dudes, if you give them any type of attention, they're going to keep coming for you and keep coming for you. And because of that, because the age that we're getting to, a lot of these men, because their daddies wasn't in their lives, lives, they don't understand that they can't be pressed up on a woman and forcibly taking time from a woman, forcibly taking anything from a woman. So with that being said, ladies, I'm going to tell y'all to one, guard yourself, be very, be very smart about how you move. And then after that, what I'm also going to tell you is don't give attention to no dude that you don't see yourself really wanting to entertain. And I hate saying that, but that's really where we're at as a society. What's your thoughts, Ken? I know you're bored, Queen. I, I know it ain't nothing for you to do. It's, it's a long summertime. It ain't much going on. You know, you just need some, I need some company. I understand, but it ain't worth it. And, but I mean, even on top of that, I mean, shoot, you know, go one further instead of saying, you know, checking that DM, check on that profile pic, see if you want to talk to them. Because I'm a firm believer. I mean, most women don't got a type as long as you present yourself. You know, most, you know, if, most women are choosy as long as you're confident in yourself. If you're that L7, you know, sit in that L7, be in that L7, then you don't got to chase behind that. You know, most people, most people would consider Russell Wilson, you know, L7, which I, I won't because he's a leader. You know, he's a strong leader and he's a quarterback. I mean, Nobody can be a quarterback, so that's the whole team on your behind. So, you know, no matter what it is, just be yourself, and they're going to always choose up on you. You know, just sit in that. I, you heard me earlier, man. You, you can buy pussy, but you can't pay for it. If it's a sale, you can buy it. But you can't spend no amount of money and make a woman want to give it to you because the same chick that you're spending three, $400 and you're mad that nothing happened, somebody done got up for She done paid for them to go out to eat. So, but hey. Who, who am I to let you know? I'm, I'm, I'm probably the one that she, you know, she, she, she paid to go out and while you doing all that crazy stuff. It's all right though. I got faith in you, man. You, you, you'll do better. But I will say this, man. It, 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 it is unfortunate, you know, if you, if you got mama last name. I mean, Kanye said slavery was a choice. So, so daddy took off. <laughs> he knew, he knew, he knew. Mama just sometimes you got to figure out exactly why, you know, why daddy took off. And, Maybe mama just was, and she maybe mama just had bad vibes. She couldn't think for herself. She 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 just she trying to figure it all out. So daddy had to take off, and he had to try again. But unfortunately, you know, you just happen to be, you know, collateral damage. How I don't know. He might be cool. He might just not want to be around your mama. You know what? You know what? Though you know. Okay. Okay. Well, let's check this out. Let's let's talk about this right quick. So I got seven kids, right? 
And I'm gonna tell y'all like this. Was there ever a time where I just wanted to be a deadbeat? The thought crossed my mind. I'm gonna just be totally honest. However, comma, my experience uh, that I had uh, in my childhood where my father was in my household, but not active and not around. And my dad, like literally, I had like maybe like one or two deep conversations with my father my whole goddamn life. And one of them was after my mama died. Like, you know what I mean? At her, at her wake. And, you know, the one interesting thing about it is I think it's very hard. It's very hard for, um, for me when I'm talking to men who are not active in their kids' lives. And a lot of things, like a lot of the excuses they give me is they'll say um, their kids' moms are hard to deal with. Um, you know, uh, you know, I wanted to abort the baby, different things like that. And I, I, I get all of that. I hear all of that. I get you. You know, she forcibly, she forcibly had a baby on you because you was willing to pay for the abortion and all that, but she still kept it. I get it. However, I just think that, I think that, you know, even if your the mom was somebody you didn't want to deal with, you always got to think about that bigger picture. Now, I know a whole bunch of dudes who like literally do nothing for their children. And I'm not friends with them. I'm not associates, associates with them. But I think that it's one of those things where if, if like mostly when you see guys who their father was in their household and they're like that, a lot of times that proves to me that their dad wasn't active with them and he didn't make a positive mark on their lives. Like for, you know, some people would say, well, George, why are you the way you are with your kids? Because your dad, you know, hasn't made a negative mark on my life. I said, but the negative mark pushes me to be a positive mark in my children's lives. Not want to be that. Exactly. So sometimes like when I, when I'm like having these conversations, like I get blown away, like real quick, like when guys are like, Oh, I don't want to deal with my baby mama. And I'd be like, you don't have to like buy that kid a phone, buy that kid an iPad. So you can talk to them directly or whatever. Oh, she, she going to do this. She going to do that. At least try it first because you can't sit there and ruin a whole child's life. Now don't get me wrong. I ain't gonna say ruin because there's a lot of good men out there that, will take a child on as their own. I've done that. I had this one kid who does not have my last name. Y'all wouldn't know the difference because she going to be with me regardless. And, and, you know, that's just what it is. But at the same time, I just know how it is. Even if, even, even with things being the way they are, I know, I know that she feels something because her daddy isn't, her biological father isn't here um, because she's been introduced to him. Now, if she'd never been introduced to him, I don't think it would have ever been an issue because, you know, I've been daddy. I've been daddy her whole life. So I, I just think that, you know, you got to really think about the long-term damage you potentially are going to do in somebody's life if you play things out uh, the wrong way. If your kids anything like you, they're pretty cool. So talk, how about them? <laughs> you, you, you get to hear about yourself in the past. You get to talk to yourself in the past. So I mean, maybe if you're lame, you might not want to talk to another lame person, but man, that's unfortunate. You know what the funny part is? I got a 13-year-old, soon to be 14-year-old son, and um, yo, he is literally 13-year-old me. Um, yeah, he, you know, he at first he when he was like 12, he wasn't really confident, right? But now he's starting to grow into his looks. So, you know, now 
now he looks like, you know, he, he looked like somebody, you know, he want to keep the waves in, you know, he want to keep his little, little curl brush out. You know what I mean? You feel me? He want to, he want to be clean. You know, he want to look good. He want to smell good. Uh, and, you know, so it's like when I'm talking to him, it's like I'm talking to 13 year old me. And so a lot of the, the things when I see the lack of confidence and different things like that, I know what to pour into him. And I think that if you looked at it just like how, you know, like what you're saying, Ken, like you get to talk to the younger you, man, I, I, because of talk lessons and bought lessons, I'm really going to be able to keep him in a position to where I feel like, I feel like, you know, like uh, one of my, uh, one of my partners says, my son has that hearty arrogance about him. Like, cause everybody who knows me knows that I'm, I'm kind of arrogant and my son has that arrogance. He's like, he's very humble, but he's, but he has a level of arrogance to him where he knows who he is. And I just think that at 12, 13, 14 years old, if you already know who you are, that's a dangerous person. That's the most important thing you said, you know, knowing who you are, you know, and it's a lot of adults that don't know who they are. So just to kind of take the time and figure out, you know, who you are, what you like, what you dislike, and just kind of stand in that and don't let nobody, you know, sway you from that. That's a very important lesson that we learned from somebody that, you know, ain't really been here that long. Yeah. And, and the dopest thing, man, is I, I look at my son, man, and I'd be like, I'd be looking at other kids his age and I'd be like, yo, my, like my son said the dopest thing. And I tell everybody this when he said this to me, he said, dad, no matter what, whatever I want to do in life, if I fail, I know I can always come work for you. Yo, like that is a, that's a, that man, look, that's a power up right there. That's just a level of, that's just a level of, man, putting it on the table, man, that I think that everybody should want for their child, man. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, that, the great thing is, I mean, that's, that's, that's letting him know that he understands that his dad is in a position to where no matter what happens, it's going to be good, you know? But on top of that, I mean, shoot, shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, man. You can't fail. There's no such thing as fail. Fail don't exist. The only thing to a fail, you know, is, is not try, you know? So you want to make sure that, you know, that, hey, you might, you might not have failed. You might just find a, a way that it didn't work, but you're still working towards and working forward and moving in the right direction. I mean, shoot, a lot of people ain't trying nothing, you know, and that's the person having your daddy's last name. Sometimes you have your mama's last name and you, you're scared cat. You don't know what's going on over there, you know, and it, it may be cool and all, but hey, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you got to have, have those cojones, man. Let them drop, baby. Let them drop. So, so, you know, on, on the topic, this is another thing I want to talk about. And what I want to talk about is these strong women, right? So I was on um, IG and Latoya Luckett was on a podcast and she was talking about how um, men sometimes would be like, well, my mama had three jobs, came home, cooked clean, took care of me, did this, did that. I want my woman to be just like that. Right. And this is something I'm going to say, fellas, to the fellas, I'm going to say this. Your mother had to do that. She didn't want to do that. So for you to be looking for a woman that wants to do that, what you want to do is create another single mother. So when you think about partnership and you think about all of the different things that come from partnering with somebody that you really care about, would you want her working three jobs? No, no. No man I know would want a woman working three jobs. Um, I think that a lot of the struggles that we have 
when it comes to looking to that ideal woman is if our mother was the, our example. If so, if your mother was your example and she was a stay-at-home mom and she was there, she was at all your games, when you came home, dinner was ready, she, she, on Saturday, you would go play with your friends. She would cook too, make y'all sandwiches, make y'all little lunches or whatever. But then y'all go back outside and play and drink out the water hose or whatnot. You got, you, you know, you, that was what you would want from your mate. Or if your mom was financially independent of your father and they put their household, they brought their household together financially, then you would be looking for a woman who is a captain of industry who can also bring, go home, go home, make the bacon and come home and cook it too, along with you. But I think the problem is sometimes is when our mother is a negative example, we lack the ability to say, oh, that wasn't intentional. You know, mom, I shouldn't be looking for a woman that has to work three jobs. And because like so, some sometimes your mama had to work three jobs, not because she had to support you. Uh, well, not that she, not because, not because just of support, but your mama had to work three jobs and you never saw your mama in a healthy relationship because your mama never played well with others. She wasn't a great communicator. Let's be honest. And your dad, well, let's be honest. He left, put your mom in a bad financial situation and didn't care to be there for you. And I think sometimes when I see women who are in situations, but they try, like the dad doesn't want to do anything, but they, I, like, I know women who will drive through three states to drop the kid off, send the dad money while he's, he has the kid, then come back, pick the kid up, buy gifts, put the daddy's name on it for the kid and all of that. And I think that sometimes your mama is so strong and she showed you all of that strength that you took the time to say, I get to be a grade A fuck nigga because this is what all women are gonna do. And that's not really the plan. I think every, I think, I think just like field trips, just like mentorship, the moment you start fucking, you should have to get a mentor. I believe you should have to get a mentor. I believe the moment you start fucking and can potentially have kids, you should have to get a mentor. And your mentor should be a married man that is active in his children's lives because at least, least case scenario, then we're not gonna create another fuck boy. We're not gonna create a nigga that just dropping kids off that he don't see, don't know about, don't talk to. You don't even know your kid's favorite damn color. You don't, you, don't, you don't know nothing about your kid. You don't spend no time with them. You see them through pictures. You are, you are, you are, you are uh, they say a helicopter parent, you know, like the one who just drop in, drop out. You feel me? And I think that we see that issue so much now because of how people decide to operate with, with their children because of what they've seen their parents do. Absolutely. And that's the, the crazy part about that is, is I mean, you, like you say, as far as having that mentor, you want to have somebody that's actually been there and done that before. So that way they can prepare you for those pitfalls. It's not something that, you know, you're just being thrown to the wolves because you might not have had the best example growing up, or you might not know how to communicate with that person. You, it may be better for you to communicate with a third party that's actually going to walk you through everything. 
But the main and most important thing is actually finding that person and actually locating that person that you feel like you can trust, that you feel like is successful, and that you feel like you will want to actually emulate as well. Hmm. So well, this is my question to you, Ken. When, okay. did, when, like, was there ever a time where you looked at, you know, what your mother, some of the things your mother did, um, where you were just like, I wonder where mom got this from. I wonder where mom got that from. Is there any ever time and you'd be like, why the hell is she doing that? Did you ever have any of those moments growing up? Because I know you grew up in a two family, uh, two parent household. So, you know, you got to see that and, you know, your father was, you know, a great part of your life. And, you know, I, I, I remember he even came to your, your college graduation and everything like that. And he was very uh, participatory in your life and also was a very strong worker. So was there ever a time where you kind of saw some things your mom was doing and you were like, oh man, she's doing that because my dad did this or my dad did that or different things like that? I can't really say it was a specific instance. If, if anything that my mom taught me is that just all, all women are just kind of a little, little offish, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they they don't, 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 you gotta handle with care, handle with care, you know, because the thing about a woman is, I mean, a woman is so dynamic. A woman is so free-flowing. The woman is so, you know, she's so many things all at once. She's eight to 10 thoughts simultaneously compared to our one thought that we can think. So it, it taught me to, you know, be delicate, you know, watch what you say to a woman. Watch, you know, make sure that when you do say something to a woman that you're actually giving her the opportunity to understand what you're saying. And it's not just words coming out of your mouth, but you're actually explaining, you know, what's going on. Um, and just, you know, just white glove treatment, but also, you know, you, you're dealing with a pit bull, you know, when yeah. you put pit bull, you don't say, you know, can you please sit, you know, sit down, boom, okay, she cool, I can roll, and she understands that, you know, hey, this person has everything under control, so hey, I can do me, I don't have to be, you know, superwoman, I don't have to work three jobs, I can kind of relax, you know, let my hair down, and kind of, you know, cool off, you know, because that, you know, it's crazy, because you were even talking about that, you know, my, my mom was the mom that had, you know, worked multiple jobs, six, ten kids, and they end up getting with my dad and, you know, just realizing that, hey, I only got to work one job and just chill. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all about just, you know, understanding what, you know, the basis of your partner and what they have going on and understanding that at the end of the day, we all got issues. We all fucked up in one way or the other. Do you want to deal with this person's fuck up? Mm -hmm. that, that, that's, what's more, that's what's the most important. Do you want to deal with whatever issues they got? And you you want to take the time to find out exactly you know as much as you can before you dig too deep, which I know it's kind of be you'd be kind of hard because most people don't really open up like that. But just make sure that you're listening to them when they talk, so that way you can take note of exactly you know what they do have going on. You know the funny and the beautiful thing about patriarchy, even though a lot of women say how much they hate patriarchy, but they love free meals. Um, here's okay. a beautiful here's a beautiful thing about patriarchy, ladies. It's not y'all's fault. It's your daddy's fault. It's the man's fault. So, and, and I say that from a standpoint of if I'm not in my household and I create dysfunctional children, which lead to dysfunctional adults because of me not being in that household, that's my fault. Now, I'm only going to give all of the women who believe in patriarchy you, you can say that, take that, and that's your past right there for life. 
But if you're going to sit there and give me a whole diatribe about how you hate patriarchy, baby, you better be out here paying for meals. You better be out here proposing to me. <laughs> you better be out here taking men on dates. I'm saying you got to be doing all of that. Don't don't be sometimey about this shit. Pay the mortgage, not just the cable bill. Yeah, yeah, pay the mortgage. You pay the mortgage this month. I'll pay it next month. If you don't, if you don't believe in patriarchy, and you know that's one of the the one of the things I do hate about. Um, I do hate like when you have a conversation, you know, with with a, a group of females is because because like they got this long ass list, right? Qualifiers for men, right? You know, you got to make six figures, got to have a big dick, uh, got to be romantic. Um, he, you know, he has to be an empath. Like, who is this X-Men ass nigga that you talking about? Like, because I'm going to be honest with you. When I, when my female friends tell me their list of what they want from a dude, in my head the whole time, I'm saying how you're about to be sadly disappointed and you better just stay single. Because oh, what does that do want with you? And that's another thing. What the hell does he want with you? Like, <laughs> he, he makes six figures. He makes six figures. You make $32,000 a year. Why, oh. the hell am, I, why am I with you? <laughs> in, my Stephen, in my pastor, Stephen Alexander voice. Why am I with you? Uh, and I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people because I think a lot of women are delusional. Like, because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell y'all ladies a real secret about men, right? See, women, I love, I love the great prophet Kmart. He said, women have no type. And I've learned, I've learned, I've learned over the last year of my life that women have no type. Um, if he can provide security, finances, um, either emotionally supportive or can drop drop off the dick. No, financial. We already said finance. We already said finance. <laughs> okay. If he, if, he can, if he can do those things, y'all can work with him. But oh, yeah. men, but men, if, if this man loves big titties, he going to get him a woman that got some big titties. If he like ass, he going to get a woman with a big ass. If he, no likes, if, if he likes a woman who is of subservient personality type, you fiery, you fiery motherfuckers. He gonna no, you stay the fuck over there. Leave me the fuck alone. Ain't hey, with you, boy. See, see, that's the thing. That's the difference between us, right? Because I've seen more of my homegirls make it work with dudes that I've never seen them like their type. But I'm gonna tell y'all something this. You can look through the last 36 women I dated. There's one physical trait all of them got. And yes, I did count how many women I've dated. And over how many years, mind your damn business. But the last 36 women, there's a physical trait they all got. And I ain't telling y'all. Y'all figure that shit out on your own. But yeah, this ain't the podcast for that. This ain't the podcast for that because I don't need y'all bashing me talking about some, you know, he, he talking about this, this, and that. And I, and I think that, I think- We like what we like. Yeah, I like what I like. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I, even like, I, I, love, I love my female friends who be like, there's a certain complexion they gotta be. There's a certain attribute that they all have. But at the end of the day, as a man, you know exactly what you're looking for. 
And that's why I'm going to say that it's not your mama's fault, it's your daddy's fault. Because another reason is because like dudes who be like, oh, you know, oh, I, I was fucking with her, but I wasn't really feeling her like that. Sir, you have a type and you have a track record of a type. And you was fucking on this one little wildebeest ass bitch that you don't ever really fuck on no type chick like this. And then all of a sudden you decided to do this and then you fuck around and had a kid with her. And now you ducking and dodging, playing hide and seek with her ass in the goddamn Department of, of, of Revenue, trying to make sure that they don't catch your ass and put that chest up on your check. So I think that a lot of men create a lot of these problems that we see in our society. And you know, the funny thing is the baby mama, baby daddy thing is not just a black thing anymore. It's not an African-American thing yeah. anymore. It's worldwide because Tom Brady's a baby daddy, if y'all didn't know. He was, playing, he was playing hide and go seek with that first first <laughs> with that first girl before he got before he got with uh, the supermodel, and then he started then he started bringing the first kid around. You feel me? And I think that a lot of times we struggle because men we will sit there and lower our standards sometimes, and I, and you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell ladies I'm gonna tell you a secret if you're not his type. If you're not his type, he's not going to be motivated to do the protecting, to do the financial supporting, to be there emotionally, to be there physically for you. If you're not his type. And lastly, the nigga going to be cheating all the time. Yeah, because you're just convenient. Because you're very convenient. You should never, women should never want to be a pick me for a man. You yeah. don't want to be a pick me. Because if you're a pick me, baby, I'm going to tell you like this. You're getting cheated on the first good opportunity I have. Men who are with pick me's are opportunists. I know. Because I've been in that relationship before with a girl who was like, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I was like, shit, all right, cool. I ain't got nothing else to do. I cheated every fucking chance I got. God dang, the wind blew and it, and it tingled my balls a certain way. I'm cheating. I didn't give a damn. Give me a hole. <laughs> and I think that I think that a lot of times and this is what, uh, what I'm learning as I'm getting older now as a man is I'm so responsible for the type of woman I deal with the type of woman I say I want to enter into a relationship with because there's a lot that I'm going to have to sign on to if I enter into a relationship uh, with that woman Hell yeah, because a lot of y'all be coming on with all this baggage, all this foolishness that y'all had from when y'all was a child and all that. Now y'all expect a nigga to deal with it. Y'all ain't even deal with it yourself, but you want a nigga to help you deal with it. Make it make sense. I wasn't there. I didn't know what. Matter of fact, what did you do in this situation? Because every time you always playing victim, you ain't telling me what you did on your end. Come on now, work on yourself. Make this easy. Because if I'm going into this, I got I got to take on this baggage too. I can't act like it don't exist. Thanks. Because <laughs> I'm trying Thanks. to do this with you. You know, and this is what I'm going to tell you, being emotionally hurt and not knowing why you're emotionally hurt, you have to be the dumbest motherfucker in the world. And I mean that for man, woman, wildebeest, whoever the fuck you are, because I'm going to tell you a secret. Until I started fixing my shit, I was a dangerous motherfucker to be around. And now me fixing my stuff, I know how to cope and I know how to deal with things a lot better. And I think that we have to really get to the point where we can realistically say, hey, I'm not in a place to date anybody 
Or if you are dating somebody, here's what I deal with. One of the things one therapist told me, um, they diagnosed me with borderline personality disorder. They said that I would not be able to have a functional relationship. And I laugh at that because I've literally proven that I can have functional relationships, relationships. But, you know, the thing is, I have to be very transparent about what's the matter with me. And, you know, I haven't had any of the um, major mood swings that lead to depression or leads to anger and, you know, or different things like that. And I think that that's one of the um, hard parts for us when we work through things is we don't want to be honest about what we deal with and what we struggle with. And we don't even know what we struggle with. You don't know because your daddy was touching on you. That's the reason why you, you acting, acting out this way. You don't know that watching your mama go through men like a goddamn turnstile make you be like, oh man, I used to have a different uncle at the house every week. And your mom used to have all these men in and out your house because women, I'm going to tell y'all a secret. And you know, women, I'm going to tell you a secret. Men, I'm going to tell you a secret. Women, here's a secret. If your boys see men sleeping over your house on a regular basis, that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's going to think. That is what I'm supposed to do. That's how I'm supposed to move. If you have daughters and your daughters see you allow multiple men to sleep and come out of your room and out of your bed on a regular basis, that's what they're going to think. Fellas, if your daughters see multiple women coming in and out of your bedroom and you are the apple of their eye, you're the man that they love, they're going to say, oh, wow, my dad gets to do this to all of these women. This is what men are supposed to be able to do with me. Men, if your boys see you doing this with multiple women, this is something that they will repeat because they're supposed to. It's not fucking rocket science. If you show your kids fucked up things, it's going to manifest in their lives as they get older. Now, there's going to be somebody who's going to say, I grew up in a two-parent home and I'm fucked up. Well, you fucked up because Uncle Johnny was fucking touching on you. That's why you're fucked up. Let's be honest. Stop repressing that shit. I think or maybe you just don't want to have no accountability. That too. And that's where I was going to get to. We are accountable for what we do. Even if it happened because your daddy ain't shit or your mama ain't shit or both your mama and your daddy ain't shit or God, God, God so help me. I hope not that both of them ain't dead and you are orphaned. You got to be accountable for the shit that you went through to get you to the point that you're at in life. Amen? Yeah, it is. Amen. <laughs> now, I, I just want to thank y'all for taking y'all time to popping in with us. We ain't go long, but at the same time, I hope this was useful for the fellas. I hope y'all understand. We kind of, this kind of plays off of the accountability thing, but we're at a big age. Most of the people listening to this podcast, y'all over the age of 30. I checked the analytics. So, so let, me, let, me be, let me be real with you. Let me be real with you. We need to become more accountable for our actions so that we don't keep perpetuating the same things that we're seeing right now in our society. That's my last words. Ken, you got any last words for everybody? And if you're going to be on that bullshit, stand in it. Don't run away from it. Don't be scared of it. You know, be proud of it. Be proud of your bullshit. 
but don't be trying to bullshit and then, you know, try to paint a picture that, oh, you know, you just perfect or you just goody goody. Because now you're giving the real goody goodies a bad name because the person that, you know, is getting played over by you, they're thinking, oh, well, no, there are no genuine people. You know, not only be, if, if, if you're going to be, you know, fuck boy, fuck girl and all that, hey, be proud about it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot more fun that way because now you ain't got to put no mask on. You can just be you and you can live your best life. Summer coming soon. People wearing less clothes, so that's on you then. Go crazy. Go crazy then. All right, this has been another episode of GH2 Podcast. I am GH2 BKA Dr. Cast Cameron, BKA Jordan Charge Second. Once again, joined by Kmart. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I thank y'all so much. God bless. We out. Peace.